what's up you guys this is sarah with my father and me we really appreciate you all for tuning in with us every single week we want to encourage you to like share with everyone you know and subscribe to this channel you may also follow us on facebook and on instagram at my father and me podcast where you may hit a link to also subscribe to our newsletter thank you all so much we pray that you are truly being blessed by this show Hello and welcome. Thank you for tuning in. This is my father and me. I am your host, Sarah Grace, and I am here once again with my father, Bishop Wesley Bell. Hello, everyone. We also are continuing on with our guest. Um, she is here today, Tamitra. Hi. Um, and we will begin with a prayer before we get into this week's uh, discussion. Father God, we praise you. We thank you for this day. This is a day that you have made and we'll be glad and joyous in it, Father. Thank you for giving us the breath of life, allowing us to once again open up your word and receive more of the things of you and the knowledge of you. We ask that you will, you just rest with us today. Abide with us as we go forth in this discussion of the things of you. Allow it to enlighten us, to strengthen us so that we can continue on through our everyday lives, thinking only on you and putting you first in this life. In Jesus' name, we praise you and we thank you. Amen. Amen. Um, so last week, we introduced everyone to the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we started with 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And we read up until... Um, we read up until verse 12 and I actually just kind of as we are recapping over a little bit of things I want to go ahead and read the last few verses of it because it it tied it all in and we didn't get to read it so I'll be reading from the New Living Translation 1st Corinthians chapter 2 verse 13 when we tell you these things we do not use words that come from human wisdom. Instead, we speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them, and they can't understand it. For only those who are spiritual can understand what the Spirit means. Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things, but they themselves cannot be evaluated by others. For who can know the Lord's thoughts? Who knows enough to teach him? But we understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. So last week, we, we started with um, the beginning of this. Paul is actually talking to the church of Corinth concerning the way that he is presenting this information to them, the words that he has spoken from, you know, chapter one to this point, but, you know, where he's going to continue to explain throughout, you know, all of Corinthians, his letters to Corinth. To Corinth. Um, what I actually noticed while we were, you know, discussing about him 
not using impressive or persuasive type of tone. Because um, in my mind, the first thing you want to jump to is, don't you want to persuade? Don't you want to convince them of, you know, a, a certain knowledge that you're presenting to them? And then I came into the the understanding of, okay, what he's what he's not trying to do is, you know, make them believe something that they clearly would object to. Like it's not, he doesn't feel like it's his position to be persuasive because what he's presenting them with is the truth. <laughs> this is not something you can, you can choose to, you know, accept it, take it or leave it. But the belief in it is still, is, it is what it is. The wisdom that he's coming from and the knowledge that is coming from is not of his own. He was clearly saying that it's not of my own at all. It is even, it's so much above me that I'm not even speaking from words that I would use myself. This is why you, it's not about disbelief in it because essentially, it's a matter of time. You either believe it now, <clears throat> you either believe it now, it, but you'll eventually believe it later because <laughs> it shows up in um, the things that you do in the life that you know God has planned and according to his will being done, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that he is Lord. So this is, this is not a debatable issue. So I don't have to come up with clever term, terminology or a persuasiveness to you, but it is my duty to present to you this information because it is from the very truth of all things. Um, but going um, into certain things that we discussed uh, last week, which is what I wanted to get into about getting to this point of, you know, acknowledging and allowing the Holy Spirit to do these types of, as Paul is experiencing through himself walking in the Spirit as he is writing, as he is speaking these words that we are reading to this day, he was in the Spirit. And getting into that requires the, um, the dying of self is what we call it. The terminology of you must die, the, the flesh of it. And we discuss the going through the wilderness process and how that is uh, a trying of your person <laughs> so that you are being pruned and pretty much cultivated. You're mm -hmm. being cultivated by the spirit because we also have our own spirit, by the way. So we have our own individual spirit also that God is connecting himself with in the Holy Spirit. And he's doing this process of refinement. But first he has to prune you. He has to, he has to cultivate this area where he can plant. And that's where we get um, Paul going into Galatians, where he speaks of what comes from that and um, it's the fruit that's produced from that experience. So that's where I wanted to go in today, um, discussing the, the produce 
<laughs> That's what it is. And I love that he used that, you know, type of, it's a beautiful metaphor. It is what God wants us to see. That's what's being done. And once we understand, like you mentioned in a previous episode, um, Bishop, about, you know, the key, the key to, to all things, you would have to understand what the parable of the sower and that's essentially what is going on within the Holy Spirit. He himself is what what's taking place. He himself is doing this. He is planting the seed of growth in us. He wants that to happen. So it takes that process um, and what we see from it and how we know that it is of the Spirit, of the Holy Spirit, because it produces these fruit that we're going to read in Galatians chapter 5. Amen. Amen. Um, I, I before we before we go to that, um, my concern is that we understand that to identify the Holy Spirit is simply as we spoke of last week, the Spirit of Truth. That's why. It's either going to be accepted now or it's going to be accepted later because it's the very spirit of truth. It is true and it's true regardless of whether you agree with it or not. And it's going to stay true even after you go through all of your bumbling and stumbling of what you go through to process it as we talked about the wilderness experience. So. It's so important that uh, we just realize that it's the very essence of truth. Truth is what's going to have to be told and have to be accepted so that you'll be free from the law of sin and death, from not just law of sin and death, but from anything that is not like truth. Mm-hmm. We still struggle with so much stuff that's going on around us we, because we, we take bits and pieces and parts and parcels of truth and try to make it the truth. But when Christ told us, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh up to the Father except by me. So we are talking about a relationship that we want to develop, my Father and me. And that relationship is best exemplified and expressed through the relationship of Christ to the Father or Jesus to the Father or even the word to the father, you know, see, so, but the word is not only the father, as the scripture says, is God, but the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, see, so it was planted into some earthly soil, mortal bodies, earthly tissue, he took from the dust of the earth and he made man when it comes to flesh part of man. But he breathed upon it with his spirit and gave man a spirit, a spiritual being, so that in so doing, he would exemplify the, the very express image of God in every form, uh, mind, soul, and body when it comes to man. Mind, or is it spirit, soul, and body? 
still, mind, body, still, and soul. Is mind, that mind, body, and soul. But it is sometimes when you use that term, somehow or another people miss out on where does the spirit fit in. Oh, okay. You see, okay. so, but when actuality, I thought it was the yeah. soul part that yeah. he was associating this with. Right, right. That's what I'm trying to say. So so we need to understand when we say soul, at that point, we are talking about the individual spirit that you were discussing that man has, his individual mm-hmm. spirit. Yeah. But then there is a, a carnal and a spiritual mind, too. So we have a touch of that in that in that mind part. Then we have the body because you have a physical or a fleshly body and a spiritual body. Y'all see what I'm trying to show you. Spirit in so many words is the very unification of all of those three that mm-hmm. makes it whole. See, we look at that Trinity and we think it will separate the Holy Ghost from the Father and the Holy Ghost from the Son mm-hmm. and the Holy Ghost from y'all see what I'm saying mm-hmm. and, and that's not what we said originally we told you Trinity is not a actual truth that is found scripturally it's not even right. discussed but it is something to help us understand three characteristics of the Father but he is still the same Father just so long, just so as also is the son. The son is still the same son, even though he has three characteristics. Y'all see what I'm showing? And so does the Holy Spirit, because it has three characteristics that it, that it has of itself, but it's still all one and the same. Mm-hmm. And the best description for that was the word. And that's why I tried to spend, I told her we're going to never leave that place where we talk about what? The word, remember? Mm-hmm. No matter where we go from this point on, I was sharing with you all when we started to talk about word, we was not going to leave spirit. Right. We were not going to leave word to go to spirit. Because word is the very epitome, the very consciousness, right. the very full definition of who God is. In the beginning, that's why he said it, in the beginning was what? The word. Right. Prayerfully, what this is actually doing is showing how each person is coming together and working as a unit, with, as one whole unit. With the word. So, mm-hmm. I yeah, we're never separating any of them. Just explaining going into each identity will help us see, you know, get a visual, like give us, give us the picture. Like we said, we're trying to see you know, what exactly God looks like, um, even though it is still, it's still much more. This is just the basis. This is very basic. Um, there is so much to be revealed, but that comes with having a relationship with him. Amen. Well, see, when you started, uh, Grace, and you know, you was going to talk about the fruits. Mm-hmm. The fruits signifies the the concept of he is the husbandman and mm-hmm. he is the branches and we are 
Uh, right. Well, how does it say? He is the husband. John he 15, is the vine, and we are the branches, and the branches bring forth fruit. Right. Y'all see what I'm saying? So, right. It is. It's, it's, it's fifteen or fourteen. That's definitely probably fifteen. Probably right. The fourteen talks about he's not going to leave us comfortless, and then he talks about that. Mm -hmm. But that's where it begins to break down. See, because we, if you jump right into talking about the fruits of the spirit, then people won't always understand what are they really looking at. How does that manifest? Mm -hmm. And remember the parable of the soul. Yeah, okay. Well, go ahead. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't know. Uh, we see, so that proves that even I uh, actually Grace already I, we, I had it. We don't I always talk about all up. this together. Yeah, we I had both of those up. So right. it was going to bring me into that type that uh, mm -hmm. verse as well um, mm -hmm. into John fifteen. I just wanted to cover what the fruits were yeah, in John in Galatians mm -hmm. in Galatians chapter five verses um, verse twenty two and twenty three. But yes, uh, Bishop is correct going into um, just understanding how that process is done. Jesus explained it. Jesus explained it very well in. The 15th chapter of John. But let me go ahead and read what the fruits actually are. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Mm, that's a powerful word there. It is. Against such there is no law mm. so from that one statement mm. there this is actually exactly what jesus came for to do not to do away with the law but to show them how nothing comes to be without the the spirit of it he wanted to show them the origin of all of it which is what we have been discussing, a relationship with God, those things come about. So it's not about um, a moralistic righteousness mm. rather than being holy mm. is what we are in pursuit of, not being moral, not being morally grounded. And that's mm. something that separated every man mm. from understanding how to get these fruits. Mm. And so he explains it back in John 15. <laughs> Y'all gotta see the way I'm looking at my dad because he he be on it though. He's definitely on it. Well, but the Holy Ghost will not let me let stuff just slip through the Amen. cracks because I'm present. That's right. Not because I'm present personally, but because the presence of him in me and I'm with him and he with me, he would not allow things to just right. pass through my presence or his presence without being touched on. That's right. Especially when we're talking about two separate entities mm -hmm. in this process, Grace and myself and Tamitra, we will automatically be pricked by the Holy Spirit That's to right. say something. Now, don't get me wrong. The Holy Spirit knew that he had told her what she said. But it was the reason why he wanted me to say what I said, too. I didn't understand it because, I mean, okay, you was headed that way and the Holy Spirit still made me have to say it. And wondering why Holy Ghost, why are you making me say it if something wasn't going to yeah. come out without me saying that or something needed to be 
are put in alignment right. so that we'll be ready for it. Not so. at all am I an objection to uh, <laughs> to what you're saying. No, check me. Check my spirit to make sure that be of the spirit. So that's that's all we're doing here. He didn't know, uh, Bishop didn't know that I already had John 15 pulled up. He just went right into it. And that's what's beautiful about um, our conversations and us praying and us, we're actually communing with the Holy Spirit. We're doing that in this moment. So that's what it takes. We are checking each other on all of it. Because there may there may be a point in this conversation where I need that and I need that confirmation to keep going. And that's actually a motivation for me. All right. I'm on the right track, especially since my father told me I was on the right track. So (laughs) that's where it is. is Well, Well, when I say father, I am talking about both. I I, I was letting them know. I already know how you talk. But then I'm trying to make sure they don't get distracted as well. Because that's where we talked about all the time where the key key is is in language Mm -hmm. and everybody understanding each other, what they are really saying and why they say a thing. Uh, Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to read from King James because that's what I got pulled up right quick. Uh, King James Version, John chapter 15, verses 1. I'm probably going to read for a minute, but we'll see where I stop. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Yeah. And when he refers to father, he is talking about God, Father in heaven. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now we are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered, and men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. This is Jesus himself speaking. This is actually Jesus himself. It's all red letter in mind. So Mm. this is Jesus speaking of um, the process in which we we touched on last week and what I was explaining before, the pruning. Even when, you know, um, we see that there is fruit, it still is is a never ending process because he's producing even more through the struggle that we go through as uh, as someone who is in participation. So don't think just because you got a relationship with God is going to be clear and free and now I got to ease up. No, that's when you got to be even more. <laughs> you got, much is given, much right, is much is required. Amen. For sure. So not at all am I promoting the ease of it. But, but just well, like Jesus last week, it, you that. are going to have peace mm-hmm. in it. If you abide in me and and um, do this thing together, that's what the process shows for. We get to see the produce of not only what the work of the Holy Spirit is doing, but also what the work is work, the work we are doing within allowing the Holy Spirit to rest in us, our choosing of participating in the Holy Spirit and the process of 
pruning. And I, I don't um I don't ever want anyone to feel discouraged from the wilderness process. I know when we said it last week, it's like, no, I don't want to go through it now. As soon as you say um, being a Christian requires suffering, everybody back up because that's not that's not something that we all jump to. Mm. But in this, he's actually explaining how you're not in this alone. Right. As he is doing the pruning, he himself is going through that process with you. So because you're connected to him. And whatever happens to the to the branches affects the, the vine. You know, so that vine, that branch is dead and not producing. That's what he said there. Then it's cut off by the husband, the father, mm-hmm. and thrown into the fire to be burned. Now, mind you, if you notice that being thrown into the fire and being burned was not wasting any material, using it as to to have for fire, because mm. as a purpose for fire. See, so so it's it's it. it, it God uses every part of himself. That's why even when we step out of order, God will work it all together for the good of them who love him and are called according to his purpose. Mm -hmm. In other words, who have chosen to stay in purpose. You know, know, he chooses you, but you still got to make a choice to stay in that purpose he chooses you for. Because his many called, but few chosen. What is he saying? He's saying... That, that he's called quite a few of us to his righteousness, but we can only walk in his righteousness as we surrender our will to his will. Because his will is the only true righteousness there is. That's the only righteousness we're going to ever understand. That's right. Because it's half, half coat, half, half done any other way. I mean, it's, it's never a fullness of it. As you were talking about when he said, um, he came not to condemn the law, but to fulfill it. You know, he didn't come to condemn no one. He right. came to fulfill the law and the promises of God. And that's how it's done through the fruits of the spirit. The fruits of the spirit, he has to produce them just like we have to produce them. But the difference is he produces them because he's divine through us, through those that he disciples. Amen. Mm-hmm. So beginning back to uh, back to John 15, verse 7, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. That's the beautiful part. <laughs> That's the beautiful part. When we're fully um, in this relationship, there is, well, within, you know, the order of God. There is nothing that is off limits. Whatever you ask shall be done. Because at that point, you are, uh, you're within his will. It's nothing that you would dare to ask outside of it right, because right, you know yourself, right. that's not where you want to be. So for everybody, <laughs> for those praying for <laughs> something that is um, not going to produce growth for your life and you're praying for that, of course he's not going of course he's not going to respond the way you want to and he's probably telling you no 
because there's a process that he's trying to take you through. So I urge people to not be upset when you're doing all this praying and, and you may even be fasting and it just seems like um, God isn't necessarily answering, but it's like, he has, he is. Mm -hmm. But what he's trying to get you to see is the process of what he's doing. Verse eight, herein is my father glorified that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. As the father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. There is nothing that can come about in your life with the results that you desire <laughs> if love isn't present. Um, that's what I feel like, you know, I see where, he, where he's saying this because it was the father loved me. He first started off with love when he started speaking into creations. It's the father himself. And so as, he, as we continue into even what we talked, well, what we read in Galatians, as far as the spirits, they named that first because without love, you will not produce anything else. All of this comes from the love, the love of the father, the Damn. love of the son, the love that, that we all need to exemplify in our lives. That's where it comes from. Not your own love, not your version of love, by the way. And, and we notice <laughs> that it's the love of the spirit because mm -hmm. we're talking about the fruits of the spirit that develops a love. Mm -hmm. See, so we know it becomes the same love and it's identified not as some love that we have apart from the father, apart from the son, apart from the soul and spirit, but it's that oneness of that love right. that covers every base, what a love looks like. And love itself is the very express image of the fruits of the spirit, if you notice. We can go back and we can compare it. You'll see what I'm talking about. You said as what? It's the very express, the express image, image of the fruits of the spirit. Because the very nature of, look back at the fruits of the spirit and you'll see what I'm talking about. The very nature of the fruits of the spirit tells you that the first one it says is what? Love. Love. And why that says it first is because from that, everything else stems. And that's what he was saying himself when he says, you'll know my disciple because they'll love one another. Mm -hmm. And he says that, you know, that love that you will witness is the identification of when you know you have found one of your brethren. Mm -hmm. That's how you know, because they love you back, regardless of whether they knew you before that first moment they met you. Right. Y'all see what I'm saying? In other words, even if you are not one who is a part of the cloth, you know that. Because mm -hmm. that expression of that love even covers that fault that you walk in. Right. The multitude of sin. Love covers a multitude of sin. 
and that sinful nature. That's why he tells us you love even them that despitefully use you, abuse you, and call you all manner of evil. See, and that ain't no task that most of us want to put up with. First thing they want to do, I want to give this brother peace of my mind. I ain't feeling love him. He can't or he treat me. Did he say that? Did he do me that way? Mm-hmm. Uh, she, uh, y'all see what I'm saying? And we want to go off and and and, and want to give him a piece of our mind, and and we don't really need to do that because we don't have much to spare. <laughs> we don't have much love to spare. Mine. Oh my! I'm gonna give him a piece of my mind. <laughs> you know the whole language of oh, I'm gonna yeah. give him a piece of my mind. They're giving up their peace yeah, and they're giving up their mind. And he's told them already, I didn't give you the spirit of bondage again to fear, but the spirit of power to love with a sound mind. That's right. See, so that means don't give up your peace. Don't give up your mind. Mm. But give up your love with a sound mind. You see it? Right. So so that's what that's what I see come out of that. It's, 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 but he said to do it this it, way so that your joy may be full. Right. But notice it. He says in 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 the in the gate in Galatians again, chapter five, verse twenty-two, where it says that's the second thing. <laughs> <laughs> the second fruit of the spirit is joy. joy. And see. That's right. You see, so and then, then what? Peace. See, mm-hmm. and that's what we've discussed already, right? See, that's we know way, we're not that's peaceful. That's the only way you know your joy is full. If, we if, if you produce peace. peace, right? <laughs> Otherwise, is it genuine? <laughs> you faking it? First, you gotta have the love <laughs> that it takes to to process everything. Mm-hmm. You see. Right. It? Then you got to have the joy that comes from loving them regardless of how they treat you. you in other words, you got to look at it and begin to laugh at the very nature of the problem that you are facing. Right? You got to laugh at that very nature of the issue that someone coming at you with attacking your love. Right. You got to laugh. As we said, rejoice in tribulation. Again, I say rejoice. Huh? You got to rejoice in it. You got to have some some fun with that. You know, I, I can I can remember I've had people have gotten upset with me about something, and they just started giving me the down the country, and then all of a sudden I I broke out laughing because in my spirit, man, I'm used to loving them through and wondering if they don't understand that I didn't mean no harm. I, if you give me a moment to respond to what happened, I will let you know that. That was not my intent the way it came out. Right. My intent was to show you love and respect for what you wanted. But because I had other things that you could not see that I had to put my hand on and deal with to keep it from affecting the whole relationship that not only we had together, but with others that we have in the relationship as a whole. I had to make a decision which meant when he talk about grace in that latter part of it, that which no law, huh? Against such law there is no. Against such there is no law. Right. In other words, I'm trying to explain to you that it might look wrong, mm-hmm. so you try to use a law to show me where I'm wrong. When I'm trying to tell you, I didn't do it in the nature of the spirit of which the law was created. I did it in the nature of in which the spirit of 
the law of Christ was created, which is the law of love. Right. You see? So when I went about what I did as a, per, a person to make a decision to do the right thing, I did what? I exercised my power to love with a mm. sound mind. So yeah. What constitutes as a sound mind? <laughs> The sound mind is the only one way to have it is to have the mind of Christ. You have okay. to have the oneness of the Spirit, the oneness of the Father, and the oneness of the of the Son, right. all working in your mortal body with your spirit to know that you are His Son. Because blessed are the peacemakers, because they shall be called what the children of God. So you trying to bring peace to the whole thing, mm -hmm. and sometimes that means. Everybody going to get what they want, but everybody going to get what they need. Right. See, to work out the situation. So and the sound, what I'm looking at in what you were saying, the sound um, mind is what you were explaining in the, well, in towards the conversation of uh, mind, body, and soul. So it's a, what you're creating in those three, you know, things that you're utilizing is a checks and balance system and it allows you to reason through and process that the the wisdom the information the spirit of every all things there we go mind body and soul there we go that's that's how you use otherwise you ain't at mind. peace otherwise right. you ain't at peace and you've lost your mind mm. when do you lose your mind when you lose your peace so peace is is a prerequisite to let you know that you evidently ain't in your sound mind when you have let your peace become out of sync. Mm. I want to add to that. Um, yeah, the sound mind is all of that, definitely. You know, you have, like uh, Grace was saying with the checks and balances, I check it by knowing that God, the Holy Spirit, is not the author of confusion. So when my mind is in a state that's, that's wavering or teetering back and forth, I know that I need to find that peace. I need to, I need to go into a state where I am communing with God on um checking what what my decisions are so like if it's if it's confusing if it's not um producing any of the fruits of the spirit if i'm not at peace like you said um and if 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 it exhibits any signs of double mindedness you know mm. so then my mind is not sound so the the presence of sound mind is the absence of all of that, you know. So it's kind of <laughs> like yeah. a resting. Yeah, yeah. A place yeah. of rest and confidence in knowing that all things are working together for the good, you know. Mm -hmm. um, greater is he that's in me than he is in the world. And 
God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and my mind needs to be sound. So if I'm afraid of my next step, if I'm confused about my next step, if I'm not sure, then I'm not in my sound place. And once I get there, you know, that's how I'm checking it each time. And that's where uh, what you're talking about, why you need to see the rest of the things that come after it, because we were talking about the love, the fruits of the spirit. Love came first. Joy is the other check. You know, your love has to make it because that's your power. That's where you have the power to accomplish everything else in these fruits. You know, if you don't have love, you're not finna even start going down the other areas of these fruits of the spirit. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna have no joy. You're, stop right there. you're not gonna have no peace. So you gotta start with your love <laughs> and you gotta have joy. And then we're talking about the peace. So then then this is why the sound mind stuff came in. See, because the the reason for the law mm-hmm. was was to bring the mind under the subjection mm-hmm. of the mind of God. See, we cast down all evil imagination and every high thought that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. So that's where the confusion would come into play when we are dabbling around in the fleshly realm with carnal thinking. See, carnal thinking will not let you be at exercise true love. It won't let you Understand joy unspeakable. Y'all see what I'm saying? It won't let you comprehend peace that surpasses all understanding. Then you start dealing with the long suffering. See, Mm -hmm. see, that's where you're coming from when you're saying that you know you ain't sound if you giving up in the middle of the situation because of the confusion that you see and trying to set itself higher than the thoughts of God. Y'all see it? That's why the law comes in where he said there is no law. In other words, law can't stop it. You know, there is no law against this stuff that he's talking about. Because if you possess these things, then you don't need to be beat over the head with the legalities of the written law. You have the very nature of the spirit of the law which was the purpose of why the law was written to accomplish you to walk in these spiritual fruits of the, you know, the gifts, the gifts of the spirit and the fruits that come from the gifts of the spirit. You, y'all see what I'm talking about? See, see what he's saying down here is long suffering and gentleness takes place. Goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, Against such, there is no law. See, you can't have all that stuff we just named there, Tamitra, and be confused. Let me let me break it down uh, in another version so that we can get these words in the terminology right, because some mm-hmm. people may not, you know, understand meek, mm-hmm. <laughs> being meek and humble. Um, So the New Living Translation says in chapter five of Galatians, verse 22, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. 
I wanted to point that out because um, when we talk about long suffering, that's what that means. Patience. It's a patience that's involved. It's not saying that, um, well, I guess it does mean that we're going to be suffering long, but. Because patience requires it sometimes. You go through some stuff that you don't want to go through. Right. A whole heap of it at times and, and constantly. That's why I called it to right. the terminology and added too long because patient in itself was a word that wasn't even enough to comprehend what was, what what you was being patient about. Right. You know? And I noticed as, as we are going through this, it all is a trickle down effect. Mm-hmm. Although you are receiving all of these fruits of the spirit almost simultaneously it goes in this order on purpose. The patience that you have or the long suffering, I can tell you from, well, just using my example of going through, uh, once again, my illness or anything, any struggle that I've gone through, when you, when you are in those types of things, it will produce a kindness. Now you are more empathetic to those who are suffering as well. You understand it. Yeah. You understand it because you have gone through it. Yeah. And so now you're sensitive to that and you show goodness. Mm-hmm. And you also have faith in those things that it will that what comes out of it will still be for the good of yeah. all the there things that's go. going on. There you go. And you are humble. <laughs> you are not. You are not um, prideful. You are not coming about any of this. Um, thinking that you're above it because you've gone through the long suffering as well. And that's how you, that goes in how you treat others at this point and the self-control that all just goes into play. You also have self-control. Um, so what Samitra was saying, that's the part where you check in yourself too. When you know you've gotten out of line, you know you've lost your peace on something, you got to go back and be like, hold on. That's where self-control is. Mm-hmm. Now you're allowing that fruit to check the other fruits is not being produced, but no. that's because you have worked in yourself and you have gone through that process of uh, the pruning of the vine and, and being in participation with the Holy Spirit so much that when you lose it, you feel out of order and out of place. That's so true. you gotta come back and be like, let's let's get control of this. Cause this ain't God. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't God. And I think that's what you're saying. Isn't that right, Demetrius, as far as you know, you know, that confusion and conflict of place of lacking your peace being at that rest, you know, that ain't God. So it shouldn't be what you should be participating in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you have to definitely make a decision and, and, and come out of it, you know, snap out of it and snap out of it quickly. Um, I love the way, even though we, if you notice, uh, Grace, we, we didn't really go into the first parts of this chapter of the book of Galatians, but it talks about what we are discussing. It tells you everything that we are talking about. Amen. It's, and that's why those of who listening need to study. I mean, you know, read it. Don't hurt nothing. Or stick it's, around to next week because yeah. we'll be going into uh, chapter yeah. five. That's important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, important. yeah. Read the stuff. Don't you know, ahead. we may pull a scripture out. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that makes me more angry sometimes than, than a man of God and a woman of God that, that just uses scripture just to uh, use it for their benefit to 
manipulate someone in their words of thinking. And that's what we're talking about in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. We don't do that for that purpose. We're doing it to hopefully share with you how to walk in his divine wisdom and power. That this, this anointing that we are trying to share with you, that it may simplify itself, that it's of God and not of us. Mm. Meaning not even of us, of no man's flesh. Y'all see what I'm saying? It's, it's, and that's vital. We want to become his word made flesh and dwelling among mm -hmm. us. We are the written epistles. And we must begin to walk and talk like that, be like that, act like that, live like that. And the only way we can truly accomplish that is you were saying, so uh, Tamitra, you were saying about resting in him in that place. You get to that place of rest and you can do it when you still don't know all this stuff yet because you believe it. Your faith should carry you there. You know, that's what I, that's what Paul was talking about. Save by knowing anything among yourself, Jesus Christ and crucified. I ain't coming to you to use no elegance of speech and trying to manipulate you with words that I've learned or some scriptures that I've read or something that because uh, I don't walk with God this many years and because I done been sent through school or whatever it is, that I'm so much more better at this than you. You we all are at a certain place. Because we are at a certain place. And we have to admit that certain place we are at is nothing to do with, you know, uh, God's ability to reach us. It's our ability to comprehend his reaching. And to add to that, you know, our ability to comprehend um, is what we learn, I think, in the wilderness. You know, kind of like the... The long-suffering yeah. part, the wilderness part, is a form of discipline. The difference between discipline and punishment is that discipline is a teacher. Discipline replaces undesired behaviors with desired behaviors. So we're not, right. we're going through a process in which things are removed and things that are being removed are replaced with things that are of God and bear those fruits. And so like you were saying in the book of John about the vine and the vine being pruned when the fruits are not present, you know, or when your, when your gifts are not manifested to produce, then those things are pruned away and you are, you are, um, kind of, you know, how you put the blinders on the horse, you kind of guide it toward your purpose and in a way, in a way where yeah, your yeah, gifts yeah, align yeah. into that purpose. And so um, the patience and the suffering, we're not thinking of it as, you know, like full-blown tribulation all the time. You're thinking of it as, yeah, you're thinking not of it time, as a right. learning process. Yeah. And the your self control is from you learning and being disciplined in the Holy Spirit. Right, and, and, and that's why he says that Scripture says that uh, that that he he learned when he was speaking of Christ. He learned obedience by the things he suffered. You learn obedience. 
to, to stay in alignment with what God is saying by the things you suffer. The suffering is for a purpose. It's not a suffering for, 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 for just a, a, a beating you up or mm -hmm. a suffering for you to go through something that you don't need, but it's a necessity so that you might conform to his image mm -hmm. and his likeness. Because why? Because he himself suffered the same suffering. He just didn't have no one above him to confide in on the matter. Because mm -hmm. it was him and it come from him. He lived through the same thing we're living through. And that's how he exemplified it and showed it to us through Christ. It's through the him being made flesh and dwelling among us. Seeing him go through the same identical thing. That's what it meant when he said that Christ has no has not, has not experienced any less than what's common to man. No one can say he did that. He suffered probably way more sometimes because he took the weight upon him of the whole world to, to love it all through the problems that they suffer. Y'all see what I'm saying? So, and, and we didn't even suffer the blood, but we ready to throw in the towel. That's why I'm telling you, long suffering is the key to the thing. You know, except you suffer, you won't even enter into the kingdom of God. I'm not telling you to, to, to become this old pitiful pole mouth person or whine, whine, whine. All. That is not what we're talking about. There's joy in that. That's why the joy came before the long suffering. Huh? Joy then peace. Then long suffering. You can't long suffer if you don't have your joy stayed in a place of peace your love in a place of peace. You can't prepare yourself to even know what requirement of your love, to act on your love and that power, that love, to be patient if you don't do that. What I would like for us to do is to take in comparison of 1 Corinthians chapter 13 on what love looks like after you start identifying love and then you tie it in and tag it into what this fruits of the spirit looks like and then you can see that everything truly did manifest into the statement that God so loved the world that he gave you see you'll see the process it all happened in the umbrella and in the envelopment of, of, of the encompassing of his love and the love that he requires of all of us you know See, so, and, and then it begins to, to create that rippling effect of all these other uh, fruits of the spirit. And, mm -hmm. and why there is no law, there is no law, is not meaning that you don't have any more law to obey. It means that only through this process of these fruits are you truly obeying the law. That's right. That's the fulfillment of it. Because even with the rules and written law down, God told us that we could not even obey them. We wasn't capable. Right. So why did he give us the law? Was it for us to, to, to take those laws and beat each other up about them? Because that's really what they started to do. They tried to do it with Jesus. They beat him up with the law. Yeah. But it was for us to have what we call a pruning process. Mm -hmm. right. That's what a pruning takes place. Uh, mm -hmm. so it, it clips you with the law. 
The law clips you if you're going too far to the left. You're going too far to the right. The law clips you. That's where the pruning takes place. And you won't grow. If you understand horticulture, you know when pruning is truly done mm -hmm. in that area where you just clip, it don't keep growing there. It grows out from there where to the where the clip was. It don't grow in the clip, it grows away from oh, the clip. Right. That piece of clip will stay there from to, from now on until the to to you have created another vine in another place by the husband to produce more right. like he was saying in John 15 <laughs> and you yeah. become like a Christ to another set of God got going on which we don't know what that looked like we just talking and speculating that that's probably where he's trying to take us yeah. you know because because God is not going to let if he's a king and he's talking things on a kingdom principle then he's not going to let you be the king of his kingdom He's going to let you be a king of a kingdom that he gives for you, like he gave for his son, Jesus. Then he's going to give you a kingdom. He says, what did he say? The one he gave one talent, the one the other one gave two, the other three, uh, five, I mean. Right. And, and he gave them and made them ruler over much when they came back producing. And that's the key. And that's what, what he's doing. Saying, yeah, right? yeah. In that, in that very clipping, because we want to look at it in that in that perspective. So that was a beautiful way to put it. Um, the clipping part, it's not to, so that you could stop right there and just remain at that level. It's actually so that you can continue to produce more fruit mm -hmm. so that you can live an abundant life, not only for what he wants out of you, but for you to experience more joy in the things of right, him in, right, in, because, in your life. That's what it where is. you were branching out right there, was not going to it produce no good produce fruit. Happiness. It was not produce no good fruit. It wasn't going so to produce. be clear. Right. It wasn't going to produce all the things that you can blessed are. You know, yeah. <laughs> where we go into Matthew, <laughs> you can't be happy. Yeah. yeah. You because of the way he set you up too. Yeah. Um, I was explaining that a little bit this morning. Like he knows exactly what what purpose he created us for and what would truly make us happy. Mm -hmm. So when we follow the Holy Spirit into those things, we got to trust that, the faith of that. We got to trust Amen. that that's what he's bringing us to, Amen. the state in which we are going to be eternally oh, it's, happy. It's, to me, I, I when I when I speak of this type of stuff here, I, I jokingly say around brethren and, and the fellowship, the different fellowships I'd be a part of a lot of times, I say, I, I love it. I, to me, it's like the juice dripping from the vine. I like it. I love the juice just dripping. All oh, this is just so good. It is so beautiful to start understanding these things. This stuff is, not, we ain't even scraped the surface of how deep this understanding is. Right. But guess what we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 2? The Spirit searches, yay, the deep, the deep things, things of God. Right. Now, I don't know about you, but I want some of that deep stuff. And what makes it mysterious <laughs> and a and a secret <laughs> is the fact that we have to be in the spirit to get this. You yeah, can't get you it can't, no other yeah, way. Yeah, you can't do it in no flesh. It don't think you can call. cheat the system you and can't try cheat to it. don't think you can cheat the system and try to obey the law <laughs> and think you're gonna get uh, uh -huh. fruits of the spirit. Uh, yeah, oh, I'm just gonna be morally good. That, 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 that's what he told <laughs> the, the brother that uh, the, the the rich man. He told him say. He done obeyed all the laws. It was easy for him to do. He ain't got nothing but money. He running through his ears. Mm -hmm. he, he ain't got no reason to break no laws. He ain't got no reason to do nothing wrong. 
So he just told him, said, well, then now just go sell all you have and give it to the poor and come on, follow me and see how well you obey the law now. Mm-hmm. Since you thought you was obeying the law so well. Right. Did the law teach you that, uh, right, you don't need anything but me? <laughs> <laughs> that you are actually fully capable Which is and, the fulfilled, word. and fulfilled with that. Well, I meant me as in Jesus. Well, I'm I speaking for Jesus. Speak. But I, I'm throwing it back, yeah, uh, Grace, because of the word. The word is what I want them to see. Right. I want them to see that the word points them back to the Father. That's why I said once we go from the word, we are now beginning to see the Father as he really looks like. See, no man can see the Father and live. That means you have to die to see the word in its true form. That's right. You have to die to yourself. You have to die to your thoughts. You have to die, die to your, your understanding of what you're supposed to believe and surrender to his method of what you believe, his understanding of what you're supposed to comprehend. And, and, and believe me, and believe you me, you dead. If you try to raise Rick one more time without it, you ain't doing them but dying again. You crucifying Christ fresh in them. I ain't got time for that, y'all. That ain't something I'm gonna keep doing. I've been through that too. That's why I know I don't want to do it no more. I know that's right. I know I'm capable of going right back that down that same road like anybody else, because ain't no thing that is is not common to man that I done simply been been had to face and had to make a decision not to do no more than you. So I can tell you without question that this is truly what long suffering looks like. Getting myself out the way. That's the suffering I think is long. Not about other folk. The biggest suffering is my part. You, right. It's always that. That's what I find out every time I was when I dig deeper, I find out it was me that held me back. Not nobody else and me that stopped me from getting to the next place. It mean to stop me from going to the next spot. Right. And I can't blame it on nobody else. I can't blame it on God. I can't blame it, period. I have to own it. That's when it's, that's when you done. That's what a broken and contrite spirit really is all about. And when you repent and you can go on further. You can't do it if you don't humble yourself. Amen? That's where the meekness come in. That's that fruit of the spirit of meekness. Exactly. And you do it with gentleness because you realize that a broke way of applying it mm-hmm. ain't worth a quality either. Because you first thing you want to do is somebody come at you rough is you want them to be gentle. Right. But you ain't you ain't sowing no gentleness, but you want to reap gentleness out of God and you ain't even putting on in. What's gonna happen is you're gonna keep going through what you're going through <laughs> until you get gentleness. If you don't know it. <laughs> If you don't know it as you're going through, so you see, you're going to know it after you go through. So you through. see the pruning, the right. pruning process makes you develop these spiritual gifts or spiritual fruits, rather. And because there's spiritual gifts is another part of it. But spiritual fruits mm-hmm. is what you're developing. And right. if you don't have the spiritual fruits, then it's going to be hard for you to master the spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. See? Because the spiritual fruits is what helps you master not only the spiritual gifts in the ninefold, but it helps you master the spiritual gifts in the fivefold. The ninefold is 
what we got to get into. And then the fivefold takes you into a whole nother zone where you perfecting folks, other folk like yourself. Each other. What we were talking about, I got to check you, you check me, I check you, we check each other. We confirm it. (laughs) Confirm and check. Mm -hmm. You know, because clip it, help doing the the pruning work if you ain't done it, but picking up the branches, throwing them in the fire. Beautiful stuff. (laughs) Amen. Amen. You got um, anything left, Tamitra? You wrote you on the road? No, I mean I I feel like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like we touched on a lot and I mean I had some stuff um that I was thinking about with with everything that we discussed and you know, being at that that state of rest and knowing that we are in, you know, we are in communion with the Holy Spirit and trusting the Spirit as a teacher that guides us through our everyday life. And, you know, as we do experience that pruning and the wilderness and our long-suffering moments, that we just recognize that we are always growing into the fulfillment of our purpose and what we are created for. So we just line up. Amen. 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 We we will we will get into a little more of that next next time around, I guess. Mm-hmm. All hearts and minds are clear. Everybody focused on the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's pray us out. <clears throat> Father God, we thank you and we praise you. Thank you so much for uh, the word today. We ask that you continue this process of pruning within us. Abide with us. Continue to um, encourage us to to suffer long. <laughs> to acquire the patience, to be disciplined and be willing to. We thank you that we count it all joy and that we see all the things that even we're going through are still and continuously and will always be for our good. Yes, Father God, we love you for what you are doing in and through our lives. We praise you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.